the Disky Chicks podcast for business leaders, HR directors, coaches, and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC. Welcome to season four of the Disky Chicks. Martha and I have changed things up. We are moving into the new world. What do we, how do we describe it, Martha? <laughs> Instead of just doing audio, which you're listening to right now, we are also recording ourselves live and uncut. So we will put those recordings up on our Facebook page at Disky Chicks Podcast. Look for that on Facebook. If you want to see us and anytime we have a visual, you'll be able to see it on that visual. But otherwise, sit back and listen to the Disky Chicks Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Hi, I'm Martha Forlines with Cindy Jacoby. And this week we are talking about teams and we plan to talk about teams over the next two to three weeks, yeah. because there's so much content to talk about with teams. So I'm excited about it. And we've got some visuals for you all, which I think you'll really enjoy. And for you podcasters, uh, hopefully you can look at some visuals online and see what we're talking about. Yeah, come visit us on Facebook at Disky Chicks Podcast and you can see what we're talking about. But we'll we'll try to do a really good job of explaining what we're showing. And you're right, Martha, uh, you learn so much as an individual when you do these reports and you learn about DISC and you learn how to treat people. But when you bring it into the business world and you look at teams, we've got a couple of visual ways to show you very quickly where everybody sits on the team. And then we're going to talk about is that is it good or bad what we see? And we brought we have a couple of examples to that kind of a little lopsided wheel. And we're going to talk about whether lopsided is okay, or that's a danger, danger alert. Yeah. And the other thing is the leaders find these team reports and team wheels very, very powerful, because they then understand why Jim is not getting along very well with Susie. Yeah, they're on opposite sides of the wheel, right? (laughs) Right, right. They're just, you know, very, very different from one another. And they have aha moments because they can visually see it. I was going to say the same thing. I have had so many people say, well, that makes a lot of sense. And I go, right. I know that's why we're doing this. So yeah, yeah. I want to show our first wheel. Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to seamlessly, right? Seamlessly pop this up. All right, we're not seamless, so hold on a second. (laughs) I I think because I hit it, it's gone. All right, now we're going to (laughs) seamlessly go to our PowerPoint. There it is. All right. So what are we seeing here, Martha? Yeah, what we're looking at here is the team wheel. And you're going to see these words around the edge of the wheel, which the conductor, and you'll see this in a minute, we'll have one with more detail, is that pure D. 
which nobody is a pure D, but that is the conductor. And then the persuader is a combination of that dominant with the influencer, the promoter. And here's a little person right there. There is somebody right there that's (laughs) a, a persuader. And then we've got a promoter, which is more of a pure eye, if you will. And we have mm-hmm. one person in that particular quadrant. Then we have a relator, which is a steady and an influencer. And we've got someone there as well. And look, we have zero pure supporters. And the supporter the would be and that's your steady. Pure steady. Okay. Yeah, pure steady. And then we've got the combination of the steady with the compliant, and that's the coordinator team. We've got three people in that segment. And then the analyzer is the pure compliant, and we've got one person there. And look up at the very top, we've got the implementer, which is the compliant combined with the dominant. And we've got one implementer on the team, folks. Yeah. One well, what kind of team is this? This actually is an HR team, a okay. human resources team. So it's interesting that they've got quite a variety of predominant styles on the team, which, you know, is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. People really see these reports and they see where they are compared to some of their team members and they go, oh, well, maybe that's why we butt heads every now and then (laughs) because their styles are so completely different. Where does the functionality of what this team does come into play with with the team wheel? So this is an HR team. What can you see from this, what, what they're doing a lot of? Well, if you look at the persuader, promoter, relator, they're interacting with a lot of people and that comes in handy in terms of their behavior style matching that relationship orientation from my perspective. Yeah. But, but then there are parts of human resources that are very transactional and that's where you're going to see the coordinator and the analyzer coming into play because they're either involved with benefits or compensation or even payroll. And they are having to track data, turnover data. And a lot of HR teams have dashboards where they're measuring um, turnover as well as, um, you know, all those new hires coming in. So you need both. And the team seems to have a good balance of both Mm -hmm. with the exception of we only have one implementer who happens to be the team leader. Yeah. And that's what that triangle stands for. Like, and, and the reason we do that, because if you have a lot of people on your team, everyone wants to know what the boss is like and how close am I to the boss. And so this helps us see that he or she is an implementer and everybody else around them is kind of doing the work. And I think that's, what's hard about HR, especially if you are an HR generalist, you're expected mm-hmm. to be the, the face of the company and work with people, all those things on the right, you know, the promoter, the relator, yet you got to get payroll in and benefits done. And so most generalists are stressed out on one side or the other, right? It's hard to yeah. be good at all of those things. And so right. the bigger the company, you can kind of, there's not just one HR profile that's going to work mm-hmm. well. 
-hmm. It depends on what their job is. Let's show right. the next slide that has um, the same information, but from one of our more robust reports called the team report, which gets down and dirty with, you know, your entire company can fit on this one report. But what Martha and I like about this slide is that it's the same information, but it gives you some data points, like what percentage of people are in each of these pie slices. And right. Equally as important, what each of these pie slices represent. It gives you a little bit more definition of, of these. And so if you look at the D, the conductor, and what that means, people who tend to be direct, decisive, and seek results, they don't have really a conductor in this HR department. Is that okay? Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah. And look across, directly across from that, Cindy. And the supporter, there's no pure supporter or high steady either. So it's, it's very interesting to me because those two complement each other very well, but they're very, very different stylistically speaking. Yeah, you think you'd have one or the other in that one. Right, so, right. Yeah, so this is a great report to, to kind of give a little bit of definition, like we said. And you know, we talk a lot about the D, the I, the S, and the C, but oftentimes you've got and most of the time, actually, we've got several who uh, factors that are above the line. And so when the D and the I are both high, that that moves you towards that persuader role. So mm -hmm. you can be direct and you can be kind of funny and convincing. And that's what that is. You'll see a lot of salespeople in those in those roles. Right. And so the next anything else on this slide, Martha? No, no, no. But, I, you know, I think it's important for um everybody to understand that there are labels on here, but remember we're all combinations of the highs and the lows. So just we're doing, and our vendor actually comes up with these titles to help us embrace what that pure style is or that blended style is. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think this is helpful for people to understand when somebody is blended and how they show up. Yeah, it gives you a lot more information. It's not, it does. Just, it does. even though it seems so simple, it's it's not, it's really, it's really deep. Um, and mm -hmm. so this next page is so cool. So we've talked a little bit before about the natural style and that's what uh, this first graph was, where you feel like you are in the world. But then when you're at work, there's often an adapted style. And so this next graph, shows you the, the circle is someone's natural style and the star, because that's what people see, is the adapted style. And we're looking to see, you know, who moves and how much do they move? So Martha, if you see a lot of really short lines, what does that tell us? Well, they're not having to adapt very much, right? And um, just again, to clarify, when we talk about adapted, they're adapting at work for a reason. They want to fit into their job. They want to fit into the culture and to really the, the culture of the department that they're working in. So all of us adapt to a certain degree, but the less you adapt, those little short lines like that seven natural and seven adapted. Yeah, look over here. They're they're able to be themselves at work compared to, let, let's talk about number eight. Oh, yeah. Cindy. <laughs> They're off the chart. So that's a little different. <laughs> yeah. We've got an eight that moves off the chart 
past the supporter role. And oftentimes our vendor sends us little messages and says, this person needs to be retested. They may be under, under a lot of stress um, in their job or in their personal life right now. So you did, we didn't get a very accurate picture of where they should be. Yeah, so they're called non-placeable. Our, our um, assessments can, can look for people who are trying to game the system. They're trying mm-hmm. to be good at everything. And so sometimes we'll get an alert. Sometimes it's a language barrier. And so we, anytime we get one of these alerts, we'll talk to, um, you know, we'll talk to that person and kind of figure out maybe they were also busy when they were taking the, the assessment. And if you yeah. leave and come back to it, that's a known reason to, to mess up your results. Um, so here's look at number two over here. That person's mm-hmm. adapting a lot as well. The longer the line, the farther they're moving, you know, literally moving, you know, what, what they're doing in order to fit in. And right. I'm often asked, you know, is it bad? Number seven, is it bad if you don't adapt? And the answer is it depends. So one reason why it is bad if you don't adapt is like, what if the job is calling for something else? Like for this number seven, who's a promoter, what if that person's job is requiring them to do detailed paperwork and do things to perfection? And they're like, "Mm, that's not really what I do. Then they're not going to adapt. Um, But when is it good, Martha, that you don't adapt? Well, and let me just preface my remarks on the fact that when you adapt as much as that number two is or that number eight is, it's very stress producing for that person. Yeah. If they're having to be so far away from their natural style that they leave at the end of the day completely depleted of energy and probably dreading getting up the next morning and going into their job. So it's not good when there's this big wide gap either. For a long because time. Because yeah. it just presents um It presents someone that honestly may not find a lot of joy in that job over the long term, and you're going to be having to replace them sometime soon. Yeah. And so I think in the perfect world, if you don't adapt and you are doing exactly what the job requires you to do, that's what we're looking for. You know, we would love to see no lines, you know, that everybody is in the right spot doing the right thing. And this is a, you know, a two second way of looking at that and saying, mm, we might need to talk to number two over here, or we might need to, you know, even the the leader, you look up there, the implementer, um, mm-hmm. he or she is really an analyzer at heart. But since they're the leader, they probably are having to adapt more towards that conductor side and, you know, so they're in there in the middle and the implementer, they've got to get stuff done. And they realize right. that, that might be why they're adapting. Yeah. Really, yeah. really interesting. And if you look at um, on this one, nine and nine are crossing lines into a different from supporter to coordinator, but it's really not a big adaptation, in yeah. my opinion. Um, the one in the one is stretching it a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, six and six up there under analyzer. Yeah. Not much of an adaptation at all. Still in the and same that boss is, ha- is having to make some adaptations, um, you know, at work. So, yeah, I, I, in an ideal world, you, you do have people that are well suited. And we can talk a minute about that too, Cindy, about 
that let's say you have a sales team and where would we probably see the majority of those salespeople that are high influencers and you know, being able to persuade and to promote products. So you're going to see a lot of them under that influence and influencer over to um, to the steady style. However, there are also technical salespeople that honestly have to have more of that compliant and that detail orientation in order to make their pitch and to sell their products. So it's not a hard and fast rule, but but generally speaking, you want your salespeople to be persuaders and promoters. If it's right? a, especially it's a fast sales cycle, because you want, yeah, these persuaders, you've got to have enough D in there to be able to close the sale. The high I is going to talk about it great and promote it and everything's going to be awesome, but may shy a little bit away when it comes to actually asking for the sale. So it's nice to have a little D back up in there. But like Martha said, depending on the type of sales, if it's a long sales cycle, the high I, that promoter is going to get bored. You know, they're not, they're yeah. just not going to be able to sustain that. Whereas an analyzer um, or a coordinator, it has a lot more patience and time to keep checking back. So yeah. There's no right or wrong. No, no. And and then, of course, I think about people in accounting and people in IT mm-hmm. and where would they fall? And um, I always have fun with my accounting groups that I work with, but that's where they are over there in the analyzer coordinator portion of the wheel because they're more data oriented and they are patient and can sit for hours and work in their spreadsheets and to analyze data for hours and be perfectly content. You know, if I had to do that, I'd be ready to shoot myself in the head at the end of the day. (laughs) Well, and before we came on live, Martha and I talked about amongst ourselves is, do you really want a balanced wheel? And part of us says yes, because you get lots of different styles, but it makes sense for a functional group to kind of be hovered in one area. Yes. These wheels are so robust that you can put your entire company on them and you'll be able to see, well, all the sales teams, you know, are, are over here. The managers or the, the leadership, maybe conductors, you know, analyzer supporters, here's our technical support, our phone support. So that's when you want to see something balances the company and probably also in that leadership team itself, because ideally they would be representing each one of those departments. So you'll have a lot of different styles Mm -hmm. in that, in that boardroom or in that leadership room. Right. But another group that we haven't talked about is people that are doing customer support and customer service. Um, Typically, in the clients that I've had that have that particular function within their um, their company, those are your relators and supporters. For sure. Again, they love connecting with people. They're very relationship oriented and they love to be of service to others. And that's another great fit for that customer interface that has to occur in a functional group like that. So you would probably see a cluster of those down there in that part of the wheel um, for customer support and being able to even, even some of the inside salespeople 
would fall within that dimension as well from my perspective. Those relationship managers, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it would be fun, Martha, if we had a bunch of different wheels from different companies, just to kind of see where, where they're heavy. I mean, think about uh, Wall Street, stockbrokers and all that stuff. You're not going to see a whole lot of supporters over there. You'll probably see a lot of high Ds and um, that really have to push things along. So um, what we like about these assessments in general is that they are so deep and they are so personal to you and to your team and to your company. There's no one size fits all. And we love to just flash these up during a meeting and say, are you guys okay with there being no conductor? Are you okay mm-hmm. with this? And then sometimes it stresses people out. Like, God, we have got to get somebody who can <laughs> move things along. Our next hire needs to, yeah. we need to look for a conductor. That's a hole that we have that we're right. kind of slogging along. We don't have anybody like whipping us from behind saying, move it along people. So right. great information. I'm going to stop mm-hmm. sharing. Um, okay. So as we go over the next couple of weeks, We'll talk more about this robust team report. It's it's amazing. And we'll share some more screenshots of that. We wanted to show you the wheel just because of this first glance. And then after we talk more about DISC, we'll probably move to the driving forces wheel and yes. what that means for a team. Right, right. The motivators are very powerful, especially when we're using motivators and uh, DISC behaviors for selection, for benchmarking, because the motivators are what keep them, get them in the right role where they, they're getting their extrinsic motivators met. And guess what? They, they're happy and they stay longer and there's not high turnover. And it's really a, a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, this was so fun and it's fun going live and uncut because you get what you get and there's no, there's no editing scissors on these. So that's right. That's right. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to visit our website at diskychicks.com. You can see some of the things that we offer and you can also get your podcast. If you want to listen to us while you're walking, you're driving, you can have the audio version, the video version, as you know, because you're watching it is on Facebook at Disky Chicks Podcast. So until then, we'll see you next week. Thanks to all of you continuous learners for listening in with Cindy and me today. We are passionate about the power of the DISC behavior assessment, and we love bringing it to you and your clients. We invite you to visit our website at diskychicks.com. There you will find a link to all of our podcasts and you can listen to previous episodes and subscribe. Also on our website, you can try a DISC assessment for yourself. Just click the link, take the short assessment, and we'll quickly send you the results. Also, check us out as well on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to hear from you. See you next week on the Disky Chicks Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks podcast Facebook page.